Hello, you're listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. This episode is part of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. In this episode, we talk about three new coffees. We got a new seasonal blend for espresso, a single origin for espresso and a new filter roast. Hello, Jason. Before we talk about the new coffees, there have been a bit of product testing in the training room and some new retail products that will be available in the shops uh, soon. What have you been testing? Yes. Hi, Anna. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Um, we've been testing a, a few different things, a couple of grinders, some scales. Um, we're looking for more sort of equipment to sell online to improve our range. So we've been testing the Time More scales. Um, these are not that different to the Hario ones, but they are USB rechargeable, which I think is nice. Um, they have a very nice display and they seem to be a bit more waterproof than the Hario. They have like a single case top over the the weighing section um we'll definitely sell these online we might do them in store they come in a nice box as well so they're sort of ready to go uh we've also been looking at the time more hand grinder as well this maybe eventually will replace the Paulex, but for the time being we'll probably sell them together um we haven't decided yet whether we will go ahead with this and if we're going to do a color or if we're going to do just the white or black one now we're looking at the chestnut c model if any of you have used the time more hand grinder uh, so far we found it's a really nice solid design it's uh, a bit easier and a bit faster grinding than the Polex and the the cup is pretty good as well so yeah um, and then the the other one we're testing which I'm really excited about is a new home filter and espresso grinder it's the Malkernig x54 it's really a commercial quality grinder that's sort of been shrunk down into a, a home home grinder and this will be sort of our premium option for uh, grinding for filter coffee and espresso as well um, it's a really neat sort of unit. Uh, it feels really sturdy. It produces a really great quality um, grind as well. It has relatively large 54 millimeter flat burrs on the inside, which are um, I think suits our espresso better than um, conical burrs. Provides a little bit more clarity than the conical ones. Um, fewer fines. Um, we have these and we will sell them online. We're just going to put them on our website hopefully soon. Uh, the last one we're testing is the Fellow Ode Grinder. We're not sure whether we will um, sell this one or not, but we've had it um, kicking about the roastery and uh, Fleur's testing it at home at the moment. Um, it has nice big 63mm burrs. It has some really nice features. Like it, it looks really good. It looks like, you know, those brawn sort of products, the bedside clocks and things like that. So it's got a really nice aesthetic. Um, I think it'll sit really well on people's benches. It's got a really interesting auto off function, which sort of measures if there's any more coffee in the grinding chamber to grind and switches the grinder off automatically. Um, the last thing we're not really testing, but we're um, checking the color of, I guess, is our new Market Lane Tote. Um, and we've picked a, a really, a really nice green color. I would describe it as maybe like a forest moss green. So look out for that when it comes. Um, yeah, that's, that's about all the testing we've been doing. Yeah, you've also been roasting a little bit. Yeah, I've been roasting both on the 45 kilo with Nick. So Toshi's away at the moment and uh, Nick will be off for a bit as well. So sort of, I'm back on the roaster for um, the second half of this year, which has been really nice um, to you know, stay in touch with the coffee and feel the beans in my hands, as it were. I've also been doing a bit of testing on a new roaster that Melbourne Coffee Merchants bought. So they bought a, a one kilo Probatino roaster. So it's bigger than our sample roaster, but um, much obviously smaller than a commercial roaster. It's still sort of commercial quality and produces, um, yeah, great tasting coffee. Um, they're using it to uh, roast small batches of coffee to sell as samples. So instead of doing 
you know, 30 batches on the, on the sample roaster, they can just do like two batches on the one kilo. So it'll save a lot of time and I think it'll improve the quality of the coffee as well for them. Yeah, and with the Probatino, you can use Cropster, which is the same software as we use for the big 45 yeah. kilo. Absolutely. Yeah, there's more profiling. Than the sample roaster is um, uh, hard, very hard to profile um, because there's not, not as many measurements taken, but the drum roaster, the Probatino 1 kilo, yeah, you can measure the, the bean temperature and eventually we'll do the um, exhaust temperature as well. Last week, you sent out a little document to all of the shops for all our front of house staff to have a read through with their managers. Uh, it's called the Market Lane Style Guide for Customer Service. What can you tell us about this document? Well, it comes from a document we had a long time ago called Talking Points. It was basically a way, a sort of a few tips and, uh, you know, uh, short sentences to help staff answer difficult questions. So we've obviously been you know, thinking about it and changing the way that we do things over the years. And, and this is sort of an updated version of that. So it's basically to give you the tools to tackle difficult questions in a way that doesn't make the customer feel uncomfortable and obviously can make it a bit easier for you. So I've tried to um, outline some things that you should do and some things that, you know, maybe you shouldn't do. So I've sort of broken it down into into do's and don'ts. And yeah, we can give you an example. Yeah, so if someone, quite typically, there's someone ordering uh, a soy latte, what's your preferred way of answering that question? So I would say we have a local organic oat milk available, but unfortunately we don't have a soy option. And the other notes I've made uh, for this is just, just that remember that it's probably the customer's first visit to Market Lane. So uh, we want to make a good impression. Uh, we also want to make them feel comfortable. They've ordered something that's not on the menu. They might feel a bit awkward about it. So remember just to make eye contact, uh, remember to smile and yeah, try and try and make them feel comfortable. I've also included a couple of things on what you shouldn't say. So don't say, oh, we don't do soy milk here. And uh, don't say, oh, we just have oat milk because it makes it sound like we've, we've run out of soy milk and, you know, tomorrow or the next day we'll have uh, soy milk back on the menu. So, yeah, just a few tips. I've, I've tried to do it for a number of scenarios that, that come up. But if there's ones that you have other challenges with, please just get in touch and you can have a think about it or increase the size of it or modify it. So there's enough of these documents going around for one per person. So please take one home. And if your manager hasn't gone through it with you or read it to you, um, please ask them to do so and remind them. And uh, yeah, ask them any questions if you have them as well. Before we start talking about the new coffees, let's talk about the new shops. What are the updates? Well, uh, Queen Street is getting close. So the cabinetry is going in this week. Uh, Alex is there, um, yeah, fitting off the cabinetry. Um, and after that, we'll have a little bit of painting, a little bit of plastering. Uh, hopefully, we'll be open second, third week of August. Alex is the cabinet maker. Uh, Alex Rains. Hi, Alex, if you're listening. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty close, which is good. Uh, Sydney Road is still a bit of a way off. Uh, unfortunately, we've had a couple of snags with the condition of the existing floor and the subfloor, so we have to uh, probably have to do some serious remedial works to that. Uh, so finding big leak of water and ripping up the floor and redoing parts of that, which will be expensive and uh, take a bit of time. So uh, I, I think we'll be open by October, but we will need to redo the uh, the plans basically to suit the uh, the original floor. 
um, and how to deal with it. Bit of a delay, not uncommon, unfortunately. Our new single origin espresso is uh, called Sincora. It's a coffee from uh, Bahia, Brazil. It's a coffee that we had a few times as a filter roast, but it's the first time we have it as an espresso. What can you tell us about this coffee? Yeah, I think we first served it 2015, um, but it's a coffee that Melbourne coffee merchants regularly buy. So it's it's definitely been in the rotation. We've we've had it as a um, a coffee club as well, I think, in the past. So yeah, it's uh, it's a great coffee from a farm that we've bought a lot of coffee from, from Fazenda Progresso, and it's a micro lot from this farm. And uh, we find the taste to be really approachable. It's a lot of like hazelnut, um, apple. Um, nice and sweet, not overly complex and not with a huge amount of acidity. So it's got more of a soft sort of stone fruit acidity. Did you taste it earlier? Uh, I tasted it yesterday with the Nick. Uh, my tasting notes were yeah, quite mild, so quite low acidity. This is a pop natural Katwai uh, varietal. Mm. Tasting notes were hazelnut and praline sweetness and with milk, kind of milk chocolatey. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. very approachable. Approachable, yeah. Yeah, this farm is located reasonably high for Brazil. It's at about 11, 1,200 meters above sea level. And the climate is sort of regulated by a large nature reserve in the area called the Chapata Diamantina. Yeah, and the name Sincora, uh, throwing in a little bit of a quiz for you. Where does the name come from? Uh, Sincora is one of the mountain ranges in the Chapata Diamantina. Our new seasonal blend also has a coffee from Brazil. It's the Sao Judas, which might be familiar with um, a lot of our staff and regular customers. 80% Sao Judas. What can you tell us about this coffee? Yeah, Sao Judas is not too far away from um, Fazenda Progresso. It's actually in the next town along called Piata. But yeah, Piata is a, quite a small town uh, in the north of Brazil, uh, in the state of Bahia. And Sao Judas is owned by a fairly well-known coffee producer in the area, Antonio Higno. Uh, he's quite influential because he has done very well in the Cup of Excellence competitions in the past. I think he won in 2009 and 2014. And he is seen as somewhat of a mentor to a lot of the coffee producers in the area. Um, he's very generous with his knowledge and his time. And uh, a few of the other producers in the area that we've bought from um, talk of him as, uh, as like a mentor. He produces really um, very excellent quality coffee. Um, He's very progressive and quite a careful coffee producer. Yeah, we have talked about Antonio in a couple of episodes before. Uh, If you look up uh, Rollout episode 12 and 5, you can hear more about him there. The other component of the seasonal blend is Nairoziza, which is also a coffee that we know well. Yeah, this is a different lot to the um, coffee we had not too long ago, also from Naira Caesar. This is produced by Buff Cafe. Buff Cafe is the company that owns the washing station, Naira Caesar. And Buff is located in the southern sort of coffee growing region of Rwanda for sort of geography's sake. Tukundakawa, who we also buy coffee from in Rwanda from washing stations like in Bilima. Um, they're from the sort of the middle to the north area of the country. And then the third region we buy from, which uh, Markerland doesn't actually buy too much from um, at all. I think Melbourne Coffee Merchants buy from an area called Lake Kivu, and that's in the, the west of the country, um, right on the on the edge of the border of Rwanda. And it, it tastes great in the blend. It's a very, it adds a really nice sort of rich orange spice to the, uh, to the blend itself. Um, sometimes a little bit of a perfumey sort of dried fruit nose. 
Yeah, we tested it with Nick earlier in the training room. Uh, did you have any testing notes to share, both black and with milk? Yeah, for the blend, um, I found a really nice sort of persistent dark chocolate finish um, on the end. Uh, and then, but up front, sort of this very nice, rich sort of uh, spiced orange, um, dried fruit, raisin, maybe some plum, uh, very heavy mouthfeel. What did you find? Yeah, similar. Um, we thought it was quite uh, complex uh, coffee, uh, dried fruit and orange praline milk chocolate and some baking spices mm. uh, with milk i thought it was um uh, good uh, malt vanilla caramel you insisted on butterscotch mm. uh, <laughs> and a bit of milk chocolate and uh, how would you compare this to the sincora i think the naira gives the seasonal blend a little bit more complexity a little bit of an orange touch sincora as a single origin is very easy to drink and everyday coffee goes well with milk as well the new filter coffee is also a coffee that we have had before although it was under a different name this year we chose to call it Ayla. this was the coffee we used to call Araressa, and i guess the um, explanation of the name is a little bit complicated but um, Araressa is the name that the exporter gave to this um, this coffee when we first started tasting it. So a few years back, they would refer to it as the Araresta washing station. Um, but uh, they provided further information and, and told us that the washing station actually has got a name itself. It's called Ayla. It's actually located in the um, in the Bensa Wareda in the Sadama zone rather than the Araresta um, Wareda. So it's, it's kind of, it's a bit of a mixed bag, a bit confusing. With Ethiopia, it's always a bit um, difficult to work out exactly how to specify where the coffee is from because sometimes it can be referred to as the local village or it could be referred to as the general area. I remember tasting this coffee the first time when I was in Ethiopia and they called it Bensa, which also makes sense but is also a little bit confusing. Yeah, on the bag also we've started referring to the actual scientific designation of the varieties. Um, they're labeled uh, JARC varieties. Um and JARC stands for the Jimma Agricultural Research Center. Um, it's a coffee research facility in Jimma in the um, southwest of Ethiopia. And they did a bit of research into which coffee varieties suit um, which areas in Ethiopia and then actually distributed them. So uh, we have talked a little bit more about these varieties and how they um, came to develop them. And if you look up episode 10 um, for the worker, um, coffee Rollout, um, you can hear us talk at greater length about the varieties in Ethiopia. Yes, we tested it in the training room this morning uh, with Nick. Yeah, we thought this coffee is nice, floral, uh, quite delicate. We got some notes of uh, lemon, plum, black tea, cola and a toffee sweetness. I asked you yesterday about um, this Ethiopian coffee being maybe a little bit early for, for the season. And it is, yes. Um, we normally don't see Ethiopian coffee until, you know, August, September time. Um, and usually it's just because of the way that coffee is exported in Ethiopia. It's kind of complicated to consolidate between different exporters and um, containers and things like that. But uh, this container comes um, straight from our exporter, Testy Coffee. It's all um, coffee from their washing stations. So it was reasonably efficient and pretty quick. So, yeah, it's, it's quite early. Yeah, other coffees we've got coming in on this container, um, Hedessa Natural, Jigessa Natural, uh, 
maybe Hedeso washed. Not sure, but these are all um, testy coffees that we've we've seen in the past, and um, most of them will be familiar. Uh, the next container we have coming in is from a couple of different exporters uh, from Sukafina and also Tracon. And Market Lane has bought a couple of lots. There's a um, an anaerobic coffee from Ethiopia coming on this lot, which would be very interesting. We have just a very small amount um, of a yeah anaerobic processed coffee from Uraga, um, which is yeah tasting very unusual and quite interesting. And we're getting coffee again from Adisu Adisu Hulichali, so a single producer. Natural process again, and yeah, these will be coming in a bit later. They're not not quite here yet. So it seems like a summer full of uh, Ethiopian coffees. Washed and natural, yeah. And anaerobic. And anaerobic, that's right. Sincora is our new single origin espresso roast. It is a pop natural processed Catuai varietal from the Chapada Diamantina region of Bahia, Brazil. Tasting notes are brown sugar with hazelnut and vanilla. This coffee retails for $19 for 250 gram and $64 per kilo. The new seasonal blend is made up of 80% Sao Judas, a pop natural processed Catuai variety from Piata in the Chapada Diamantina region of Brazil, and 20% Nayaraziza, a washed red bourbon variety from the Niamagabe region of Rwanda. The tasting notes for this coffee are butterscotch and sultana with a soft orange finish. This coffee retails for $18 for 250 gram and $60 per kilo. Isla is roasted for filter and is a washed process Jark 74110 and 74112 varieties from Sidama, Ethiopia. Tasting notes are floral with lemon and black tea. This coffee retails for $26 for 250 gram and $7.50 per cup. Thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions about these coffees or Jason's uh, retail updates or anything else, please get in touch. Yeah, thanks uh, again for listening and yeah, any questions, please get in touch. See you soon. Bye-bye.